another episode of Easy Tarot Lessons. Uh, I'm Dusty White, uh, podcast host. You know who I am. I've got Ish with me on the phone today. She's a new student, and we're going to be doing a recorded private lesson. So we're just going to be answering her questions and let you guys kind of listen in and so you can get a feel of what it's like to take a lesson. And we're going to be highly focused today on one topic. So, hi, Ish. How are you doing today? Hey, Dusty. I'm good. Oh, I like the sound quality much better. Um, so, what do we want to talk about today? I was hoping we could talk about verifying <coughs> spreads. Oh, it's one of my favorite topics. Um, verifying a spread. I wish more people would talk about this. Um, I haven't seen it written in any book. I've had to develop this particular technique myself. Um, you know, you give tens of thousands of readings like I have, and you start thinking, boy, it'd be nice to know that I'm giving valid information, or I'd like to know when I'm right or when I'm wrong. And so I developed a technique that um, if, uh, if you guys have a copy of Advanced Tarot Secrets, I go into huge pages and pages and pages of detail on that. Uh, if you don't, uh, scribble down some notes. We're going to go over the basic technique very quickly today. I mean, we've got half an hour. We'll, we'll cover it. but um, And we'll try to do some examples. But uh, it's a great question, Ish. Now, let's focus on using the Celtic cross because Celtic cross is almost ubiquitous. Pretty much everybody knows it. Uh, a caveat to anybody who's listening, we are using the Celtic cross version that I teach in my book, and you can also find it, coincidentally enough, in a book called uh, Power Tarot. And this is not the one that Arthur Edward Waite foisted onto the world. I don't like that version, uh, but it is pretty much very popular. People just copy it and put it in their own books. But if you try this version, I think you will find it works a lot better. And this version allows you to do so much more, including verifying the spread. It doesn't cost any money. It's, it's a cult cross. You know, just have to learn it, practice it, do it. Um, all right, Ish, uh, to bring everybody up to speed and make sure I'm on the right track, you have not really read Advanced Tarot Secrets, but you have pretty much gone through the easiest way to learn the tarot ever, right? Yes. Okay. So we're going to jump ahead a little bit in your education uh, because there's a lot of preamble uh, exercises, games, and uh, pre-advanced stuff that you know, covers the first half of the book. That uh, we're going to um, move beyond, but um, let me set this on. Do not disturb. Sorry, everybody, for that delay. So we're just going to jump right into this. And if uh, if any you're listening at home, if you have any questions, email me, me at dustyweight.net, or or just pick up a copy of you know uh, Advanced Tarot Secrets. It's list price twenty two dollars. I think you can get it for like nineteen seventy six on Amazon shipping, maybe Barnes & Noble, maybe one of your local metaphysical stores might be interested in carrying it. Um, I can get it to them. I can get it to you at a good price. But anyway, today's the day. Let's go over it. So, Ish, the concept of the Celtic cross spread, and some people don't like it because of this and other people fall in love with it, but it's not a very good yes-no spread. Um... And it's not a really good timing spread. We have other spreads for that. 
The Kilda Cross is one of the best overview spreads. It gives you kind of a bird's eye view of what's going on. So give me an example scenario, something you want to know or something maybe you think somebody might walk in and say, here's $50. Tell me what's going on or, or how it's going on. Give me a question that uh, you think they might ask, please. Um. Where is my career going? <coughs> Am I going to be progressing in my line of work? Okay, I like that. And that brings me up to the question that I just mentioned about um, yes-no questions and whatnot. Ish asked a question that began with where. Um, when you're using the Celtic cross, the best questions are what, how, where, um, how does my boyfriend feel about this relationship? Uh, where's my career going? What's going on at my job? Um, Open-ended questions that allow or invite you to look at the overall picture. It's tempting for our clients to come in and just say, hey, just give me winning lottery numbers. I've had more of those than I can count. And for 13 of them, I won a lottery for... <laughs> hundreds or possibly thousands. I did not. <laughs> so my track record isn't like stellar or wonderful or anything. But um, our more articulate clients and generally the more intelligent ones, and I don't mean like, you know, high IQ, but just that their brain functions, you know, in the real world, they're aware of what's going on. They will ask questions like what you've asked. They, will, they won't want a, just a, a quick fix or a magic bullet, but they'll know that they have knowledge already, and what they're looking for is extra knowledge to augment what they already know. They're not looking just for you to fix their lives. And, and everybody, please, beware of the people that come to you and ask you to fix their lives. It's a very dangerous path, and I prefer you avoid those type of clients. <coughs> so... Using your example, we say, where is my career going? Okay. Uh, I'm not going to bother explaining the whole Celtic Cross. It's on the website. It's uh, easyterrorlessons.com. It's in the book. It's in the first book. It's in the second book. Um, you know, the easiest way to learn astrology. Uh, that's coming out. Easiest way to learn to turn around ever. Uh, advanced Tarot Secrets. So I'm just going to assume that you guys know this. That way we can squeeze in a whole bunch more information. So, cards one and two represent the here and the now. Um, cards one and two is pretty much, you know, you and what crosses you. If if you said, I'm going on a picnic-ish, card one would be you going on a picnic. Card two, what crosses you would tell me, what's it like at the picnic? Is it raining? Are you having a good time? Are like tons of those little rats, you know, running around screaming and yelling and making noise, throwing frisbees that hit you in the head? Um, or is it empty? Is it cloudy? Uh, are there ants? So card one is more like the event and card two is the circumstances that surround it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So these are individual cards and we read them individually, but we also pair these two particular cards together to create a total picture. Or, or a much more expanded vision of, in essence, what's here and now. <clears throat> now, with the Celtic Cross, you can set the here and now. 
in the future or the past. You can make it hypothetical. This is where we get into advanced techniques. You're using your basic catch-all spread and you're altering your question to say, um, if we said, where's my com uh, career going to be in five years? We could place the here and now five years from now. And then we would be realizing that we're, we're reading, we're stepping forward five years to the day, let's say, and we're reading as if it's that day. So we're getting advanced information. Uh, just because you're doing the Celtic Cross doesn't always mean that it's right now at 4.55 on Thursday afternoon or five, it's, it's five o'clock somewhere. I, I don't know what time it is and I don't know what day it is. But um, last I checked, it was Saturday. So for sake of argument, we're talking about the here and now, although we could move that date forward and backwards uh, and we can move uh, linear, uh, well, not linear, we can move um, sideways. We can we can jump over. We can say, uh, "What's my boyfriend doing at this time?" And that those two cards would represent his here and now. Or, Where was he last week? Well, that's his here and now. So we're sideways. Then we go backwards in time. So moving your spread around in time uh, is actually relatively easy, but it's just slightly advanced technique because you really want to understand the basics and then you can move things around you get a little practice and, and this is how we do archaeological expeditions um, and then have good uh, results from the past or um, was it uh, not sunken treasure I mean it's sunken treasure but the I think they call it salvage well you know when you're going around looking for um, <laughs> uh, treasure hunting and this this incorporates with dowsing as well so I got a little sidetracked, but just for everybody else, uh, if you caught that real quick, if you didn't, it's an advanced door secrets. But if you did, uh, listen to that part a few times and, and you'll pull it out, what I mean. So for right now, though, we're asking where is your career going? So we're just going to say, this is where you're at here and now. Now, card three is foundation. Now, this is a tricky position. This could be uh, why your client is asking it, or it could be what... Uh, is the uh, reason behind this question, what what events have led to this, what is the path, uh, how prepared have you been for this place where you're at. This is why the question that you ask is imperative. It is The question you ask is so important. If you don't ask a question, you just kind of go, oh, my client wants to know about their future. Okay, blah, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. We'll just see what comes out. Your chance of getting random cards goes up exponentially. But it's also because you haven't asked a clear question, you're you're getting uh, analogies. You're getting images or allegories. I'm sorry, analogies. i got to learn to, to speak English before I try any other languages. Um, you're, you're picking up allegories, which don't necessarily reference something that your brain can lock on. But if you ask a specific question, or if I ask a question because I'm the reader, based on what you said, and I can rephrase the question that's also in the book, blah, blah, blah. Um, so the specific question that I ask as a reader, or that you ask as a reader, even if you're reading for yourself, is is paramount in, in importance because the cards answer that question. They never answer something you didn't ask. If, if the cards come out random, you've got a random spread. You shuffle the cards, <laughs> you pick them up, put them back in the deck, shuffle them, start over. There's no shame in doing that. The shame comes 
from trying to force the, uh, the cards are always right I'm gonna force this to make sense so we, we don't do that because we don't want to give crappy readings which is why we're learning how to verify readings so depending on your question card three will uh, have one of those possibilities which you've stated in your pre-spread mental work your mental uh, pre-spread work pre-spread work mental pre-spread walkthrough it's all in advanced tarot secrets uh, if you're one of my students you know what i'm talking about uh if you're not the essence is you go through the spread before your shop you know while you're shuffling before you cast it knowing what spread you're going to cast uh assuming that you've done all that um that takes care of cards one two and three and card four is recent events that affect cards one and two that affect the outcome that affect the situation at hand uh, cards three and four reach through the past into the present and uh, shape or affect the future now how much those particular cards shape or affect the future depends on your client sometimes we will have a logical progression from past to present to future and sometimes we'll have a hiccup where things just totally go chaotic something from out of the blue you know I was driving to San Francisco okay and it was an earthquake well yes you could say because you drove to San Francisco there's an earthquake or I drove to San Francisco and there was an earthquake back home um, you could say or it could be argued that there's a line of causality um, but outside circumstances coming in and changing our plans happens to everybody um, several times a year at least if not several times a day for some of us so sometimes we will see a linear progression that makes sense and sometimes we'll see absolute chaos a lot of times our clients come to us because they just had that chaotic moment or they're in that moment of chaos so if uh, the cards that represent the past don't match up with the present and the future that doesn't mean the spread is wrong it means that you need to verify all of this with your client to see if they're in some type of chaotic situation am i going too fast or is this making sense <clears throat> no it's making sense okay yeah. so now we've gone through cards one through four here's the issue that i want to bring up this is the <laughs> secret i'm gonna put this in quotes this is the big giant mystical secret that nobody ever bothers to write down in tarot books i'm going to give it to you right now it's so easy it's stupid you can verify the the present right now we're talking on the phone mm -hmm. Duh. you can verify the past last night i slept you know, kind of uh, <laughs> but but i but i can verify the past and i'm not talking about verifying the past like well back in 1784 when napoleon was at waterloo or where I, okay i have to kind of rely on history but within the within the confines of your everyday normal tarot spread you can generally verify the past and you can verify the present mm -hmm. the only thing we can't verify is the future that hence the word predict means kind of like guess <laughs> educated guess now here's where the law of mathematics and statistics and all that comes in the Celtic cross spread is a 10 card spread if we can verify 40 percent of the spread before we even start opening our mouth and going blah 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 and this is going to happen if that 40 percent is wrong then we've got a good indication that we probably should 
gather our cards, shuffle, and try again. But if that 40% is like, go team, yay, and your client's like jumping up and down and rah, rah, itch, and like a cheerleader and saying, <laughs> wow, I've never had anybody so amazing in my life. You're absolutely right. Everything you say is golden. Here, take my firstborn. Here, have money. If your client is agreeing with what you've said, not because we've got some kind of magical persuasion, but, you know, keeping in the realms of common sense. You're saying, this is what's going on. Here's how you got here. Here's what's been affecting it. Here's my favorite word. I used to hate it when my clients said, but I give it to you two different ways. There's two different ways they would say it. My, my favorite word in the entire lexicon of, the, of any language is a three-letter word. and It goes like this. Duh. <laughs> or my favorite sentence. Yeah, tell me something I don't already know. That used to drive me crazy and I used to go, I hate this Celtic craft spread. It's useless because it tells me a whole bunch of stuff I already know. Oh my God. Okay. I admit I'm pretty dumb. And it took me, I'm not lying. It took me 15 years to figure out this one little secret. <laughs> the Celtic cross allows us to verify that we are on the right path. We can't do that with a three card spread. Oh, here's three card spread. You're going to do this, this, and this. Well, we have no basis to know whether that is just pretty pictures or if we're on target but if we have a spread with a built-in past present and future causality we can verify what's going on or the circumstances or where you know emotional physical mental circumstantial and we can verify the past well now ish you feel more comfortable about talking about cards that are yet to come does that make sense yeah, that makes sense. Also, since there are 10 cards in the in the Celtic Cross spread, and we've already knocked out four of them, that means 40% of the spread is spot on. That's a good indication that the rest of the cards are going to be pretty good. Hmm. Do you have any questions on that? No, it's making sense. I mean, it's pretty simple, right? You think yeah. oh, everybody should do this. Uh, well, this is where the patented dusty weight blah, blah, blah technique comes in. I skip cards 5, 6, and 10. I have to admit, back when I was learning, here's how I did the Celtic Cross spread. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Who cares? Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Yeah, I mean, my client asked me a question, sure. So, Or my friend. I, I like to use the word client. I've covered that before. Um, and I deal the cards out and guess which card. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see. I'm going to test your psychic powers. Guess which card I looked at first. 10. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> give that man a cigar. Or give that girl a gold star. And who cares? And I'd look at like, well, all these other cards are useless. I just want to know how it's going to turn out. I mean, <laughs> duh. It's just like, yeah, there's that word again. Uh, I just look at the dice card. And if I didn't like it, you know what I'd do? <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I shuffle this wrong. <laughs> oh, silly me. Shuffle, shuffle. I'll just do this again. Um I don't believe in shopping for answers. God, I, I, I really get angry when people do that. Um, we, we aren't psychic Kmart. We're not like, oh, I don't like that answer. I'll just, I'll just keep shuffling until I get one that I like. Um, I have a technique where you deal all the cards face down. Sorry to tease you guys again. It's an advanced tarot secrets, but I, I don't want to try to cram too much into 30 minutes here. But, oh, my God, that is an amazing technique, and that stops you dead in your tracks. 
it also stops your client from going, ooh, 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 is that the lovers? Ooh, ooh, stop what you're doing. What's this? This is good, right? This is, is this for me? Does that mean love? Oh, wow, you know, there's this girl I really like, and, you know, I was like, uh, no. Or worse, they see, like, the devil. Like, oh, my God, I don't like the tarot. No, I don't like that card. You don't even know what it means. It means angry boss. It just means somebody, you know, and it could be that you're a tyrant to somebody else, you know. Just, <laughs> but the word, oh, the devil, or the tower, or death, oh, my God, somebody's going to die. Our clients come to us, they haven't studied the tarot. It's okay for them to be kind of weenies, or it's okay for them to be uneducated on the tarot, or to ask silly questions or good questions. That's kind of their job. Um, our job is not to do the same. Our job is to make them feel comfortable while we can get the information out clearly, professionally, and as accurately as possible without them distracting us. So that's one of the reasons why I like about dealing cards face down. But let's say we deal them all face up. Okay, one, two, three, four. Before we do anything in a spread, let's address the issue at hand. We compare what the cards are saying to us based on the question against the situation that our client is in. We talk to our client. We say, here's what I've get. I'm getting blippity blappity blop 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 and ask our client as many questions as you like. Does this make sense? And, and my favorite thing to say, and you don't have to say this, but you can alter it if you like. Um, tell me if I'm wrong or I'm going to tell you what I'm going to see, and I need you to tell me, you are full of poop. You don't know crap. <laughs> Mike Wallace said that on TV, my, uh, some, some news guy. You don't know crap. And it was funny because it's like, oh, my God, he said that on TV. He's like, Walter Cronkite, oh, good evening, America, CBS News, whatever. Um, so it's funny when the big, you know, stodgy guys say things like that. So I have an agreement with my clients that I'm going to tell them what I see, but I do not come across like the voice of God or anything. I say, here's what I'm getting, and I'm going to give you as accurate and detailed as information as I can. And when, uh, not to get pervy, but it's kind of like having sex. It's best when your partner's kind of telling you, hey, this is good, or that's my toe, you dummy. Um, <laughs> you know, it's all about interactive communication. If if somebody is just being a wall, it makes it harder to to give them much better information. Uh, you follow me there, right? Yep. Okay, great. So skip five, five, six, and ten. Oh my God, why? Cards one through four are our primary ver verification cards. I even have primary and secondary and tertiary and whatever. Ooh, big fancy words. So. Our primary verification cards, verification cards I've covered. Now, again, a Celtic cross is an overview of what's going on in the now, wherever you place that now, whether it's here or somewhere distant uh, geographically, and then time-wise. But let's say, you know, your question, uh, how, where's my career going? So... Cards one and two are going to tell me what you're doing and how it's working. You know, you are doing this and you are unsatisfied, or you're doing this and you've got something new, or you're starting something new and it's off to a good start. It's going to give me enough information to talk to you and say, here's what I'm seeing, and you're going to go, wow, that describes me. That's what I want to hear. And you say, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. 
or that sounds like my friend. No, 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 that's not good. If those first four cards are crap, you stop, tear everything down, and start from the beginning and ask your client, uh, just to make sure I'm on the right track, you are asking this, this, and this, and then the question I'm phrasing is this, this, and this. If they say uh, no, there you go. You know, that obviously miscommunication, and if you got a miscommunication, that is why the uh, spread was off. Or they might have changed their mind. They'll say, well, what I really want to know is this. Or they, you know, in that case, they didn't give you all the information. Or they gave you misinformation. I mean, our clients are people. Some are nice and friendly. Some are jerks. Some tell the truth. Some lie. It's just like, you understand that, right? Yep. Okay, great. So, given that, we've gone for, past the first hurdle. Now... This gets into something called a spread protagonist, which I might have co uh, covered. I probably covered it in an earlier podcast. Um, we can talk about it in our private lesson because this goes way on. But the simplest, shortest version is the spread protagonist is the person that you are reading about. Uh, obviously, I'm reading about you. So cards seven and nine will show me your respective negative and positive associations with the question at hand. Where's my career going? Well, card seven is what's holding you back in this particular case. Card nine is what you're pushing for, hoping for. Or card seven is what you really don't want or you're tired of dealing with in card nine. And again, this goes back to the pre-spread mental walkthrough and deciding what it is you want to know. But generally speaking, card seven, frowny face. Card nine, smiley face. Well, since I'm reading about you, these are now secondary verification cards. If I was reading about somebody we've never met, if I was doing an election forecast, I don't know the presidential candidates, I, I, I can't verify, I can't use these cards to verify the accuracy of the spread unless they directly point at something that's public information. Um, but with you, you say, where is my career going? First four cards, you're like, thumbs up. Yes, we have a good rapport, and I'm giving you really good information, and I'm feeling good. I'm very relaxed. Again, you've got to be very relaxed, and this is a me method of relaxing and accuracy. There's no tricks here. Cards seven and nine are going to tell me what's going on inside your head. Now, presumably, you know what's going inside your head, and as long as you're a relatively honest person, when I tell you, this is what's holding you back. This is what you're tired of. This is what's blocking you. However it is that I worked it out in my pre-spend mental walkthrough. And card nine, this is what you're really pushing for. When I tell you this, it should surprise you a little bit. It should make you go, wow, how did you know that? But also, you're going to tell me whether I'm on or if I'm way off. Does that make sense-ish? Yeah, that makes sense. So these are quasi-verification cards, meaning they can be used as verification cards because I'm talking to you. If, if you came and said, what's going on with that boyfriend of mine, whether it's positive or negative, and I was using him as a spread protagonist, I could tell you what is going on, but unless you specifically knew, oh yeah, that's him, then these wouldn't be verification cards we, you know, because we have to verify them to verify that they're correct, to go back and verify that the spread is accurate. But if I'm reading for you specifically, 
Now I'm six cards into the spread. Guess what? I'm 60% of the way through, and you're saying you've got 100% right 60% of the way through. Now I'm feeling pretty good because the odds are that the rest of the cards aren't random and the rest of the cards are correct, meaning I asked a good question, I shuffled it into the cards, I went up with that little ding of awareness that said, uh, okay, stop shuffling, start dealing. So, in other words, the more cards that fall in line, the more cards I know I've done my job properly. And if you were reading, it would say you'd be, and uh, you've done your job more uh, properly. That means there's only a couple cards left to go. You have a tremendous amount of confidence, which allows you to speak your mind. One of the biggest problems that we have as readers is we get a hunch or we feel something and, or maybe we'll get a very clear image or words in our head and different things happen at different times. But the essence is it's so powerful, but it seems so alien to us because it's not our life that we're hesitant to say something. If our client says it first, we don't get credit. Okay. And I've done this before, and this is why I'm teaching you not to do it, is I sit there and go, wow, I want to say, and then they blurt something out, and I go, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, sure. You know, that's a great way to build a, a reputation as a psychic, is let people say something and say, oh, I saw that. No, if we <laughs> want to build a reputation, we have to say it first. That means... We have to put on a blindfold, walk out to the edge of the diving board, and jump off and hope that there's water down there. That takes either just insanity or a lot of hot spot. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So this is why verification cards really help us because it allows us to know, you know, yes, you're going on the right path, you're going on the right path. And it, when we get these impulses, we can blurt out, you're going to get married in June. You're like, oh, God, did I say that? Oh, my God, how did you know he just promoted me? And then you're like, Whew. I don't know where <laughs> that came from, but thank you, Jesus. You know, thank you, God. <laughs> like, like a football player. You know, thank you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I just need a touchdown. So, um, and that's when you feel really good. So, I want you to feel comfortable making these, these ballsy predictions. I want you to feel comfortable blurting things out and verifying a spread as we go along there's just nothing like it um, and then this is what gets us skilled enough over time you keep working with us this is what makes us good enough to read for corporations read for high net worth individuals um, you don't want to go in and you know do a two three hundred dollar project or you know in the case of like a five thousand dollar project where you're you know working over the course of several weeks to augment information that people already know and give them kind of like secret information. Um, you don't want to work at that level if you don't know how to verify when you're off and on because your reputation is on the line and nothing is as valuable as your reputation. Okay, so one, two, three, four, yay, seven and nine. The last quasi-verification card is kind of tricky. Card eight shows the opinions uh, of other people, the the psychological pressure, the actions that they're taking. It is other people's influence, and here's the clause, here's the caveat, who are directly or indirectly, but they're most important, affecting the situation and affecting the decisions. 
where's my career going? Okay, so we've got 79. That's all about you. Blah, 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 blah. Um, in your pre-spread mental walkthrough, which is so important, you can dictate who card eight is going to be. And this is why you want to talk to your client to find out a little bit about who and what they are, what's going on in their life, what's going on with the question, so that you can say, I want to ask about this person, rather than just blindly saying, somebody is affecting this situation. And so instead of saying like, well, you're getting a lot of pressure right now. You can say, your boss is making you stay late. Your boss is working against you because they see you as a threat. And as much as you're doing a good job, they're afraid that you're gunning for their position. See, that's a whole lot more detailed, right or wrong. And again, we'll talk about accuracy later, but verifying the spread is a great way to improve accuracy. But that level of information is so much better than, oh, you're getting a lot of pressure right now. I'm, that's not that's not a reading. I could just make that up, you know. <laughs> I, we don't get paid to make stuff up. So you, you're with me on that, right? Yep. Okay. So at that point, we're eight cards in. If you've got eight right and you screw up the last two, I don't know. I just don't know what to say. <laughs> um, cards five and uh, oh, I'm sorry, seven cards in because I forgot five, yeah. five, six, and ten. Uh, we'll talk about five, six, and ten later because they're not really verification cards. Although card five, in extreme cases, can sometimes because the weather forecast uh, be so you can even you can actually get eight cards in. So you know that goes back to my eight cards in uh, statement. It is possible, but even being seven cards in, um, if you if I were a gambling man. And if you were reading and your client had said, yes, this is good. This is what I came for. Matter of fact, I want to tip you already because you're displaying to me the ability to see through and into my life. You understand me. You get me. So I will trust what it is you have to say. Well, if I were a gambling man, I'd put my rent money on the fact that you would be right. In other words, I would bet you, you're... you're Batting a thousand, meaning you haven't struck out. You know, hit, hit, hit. If you're hitting a hundred percent off of seven cards, I'll put my money on the fact that you get the next three right. That's how much I believe in you. Does uh, this make sense? Yep, that makes sense. Now, here's the beauty of verifying the spread. Uh, squeaky chair. <laughs> so, as you're going along in the reading, your client is going to harbor somewhere between 1% doubt in you and 100% doubt in you. Um, anybody who has complete blind trust in anything you say, I would stay away from. Um, <laughs> there's a difference between believing you and wanting to support you and just believing in cotton candy fantasy and rainbow-colored unicorns. Um, it's healthy, even at 1%, it's healthy for your client to have some skepticism about your ability or that you understand their situation. As you go through the spread and you're just, it's like a checklist, ding, 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 and you're just knocking things down one by one by one. This is what you're doing. This is how you got here. This is what you did to get here. This is who supports you. This is what going on inside your head. I know what you really want. 
the more you hit these buttons, and there's no trickery, there's no shenanigans in this. It's good old-fashioned hard work. We earn money the old-fashioned way, uh, or, or whatever that guy said. He's, he's dead anyway. Um, Smith Barney commercial is totally before your time. I'm sorry, Ish. Uh, <laughs> these strangest things come to my mind. But yeah, we earn money the old-fashioned way. That was basically it. Um, it's it's work, work, work. Good old hard-fashioned work. But it doesn't feel like work because you're like, I, I, this is great. I'm the best reader ever. Because you really feel good about yourself because they're saying yes. You're building confidence in them. Let's say you uh, you came to me and you said, where's my career going? And I said, ah, I am the mighty Zoltar. Watch me pull a card. Bling. Uh, let's see. Seven of Swords. You're cheating your way through life. <laughs> you are not. Uh, people are stealing credit for your ideas. That's it. Fifty dollars. Even if you felt that I was right, because I got one card and I just kind of gave you a generalized statement that you could kind of fit into your circumstance. It's like, well, I can kind of fit that in. Well, a, I haven't done my job, but b. You have no reason to, to believe in me. Did I get lucky? Maybe. Did I maybe read your body language? Did I hear something that you said? So with the one, two, three card reading, um, your client really has no reason to believe you. But if you methodically go through and then uh, when you were seven, you got a puppy, but you didn't like it, so you threw it over the neighbor's fence, and, oh my God, I never told anybody in my life. Um, the more information you can give them, generally, the more your clients are going to believe you, the more they'll tip, the more they will come back to you, the more they'll refer to your friends, the more they will pay you so you can raise your rates. So this is why I try to dissuade people from, you know, getting hooked on the, the easy path. I just kept doing three card reading and three card reading. Three card readings are fun for people you don't care about. Uh, beer money. Some people, I, I have students who read free beer money. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, parties where you get a line. Um, you know, psychic fair. $5, three card reading, in and out. Okay, fine. You know, you do like 10 of those an hour. You're like, hey, I made $50 an hour. But I'm assuming that you care about your clients, even if your client is yourself. Um, so something like, and it doesn't have to be the Celtic cross spread, but the Celtic cross is just the easiest one to say, understand the techniques, apply to any spread that you have. So when you can give more concrete information uh, over time, meaning, you know, you can Celtic cross, you're going to be there for half an hour, maybe 45 minutes. Uh, you can do a quickie, you know, 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you're in and out. But uh, I want you to have practice spending taking your time, no rush, um, and make sure you're either reading for free or at a discounted rate because you're practicing. But when you're a professional or when you say, I'm going to get paid for what I do, set your price with the expectation that you're going to be busy for 30 or 45 minutes. Don't undercut yourself and then go, wow, you know, when I, when I average it out, I was just making minimum wage because I read for like two hours and I thought I'd only spend 15 minutes, you know. So this is where pricing comes in. Um, so know in advance that if you're going to give a good reading to somebody, it's going to take a little while. 
This is assuming that they just have one major question or a couple of questions, but they don't keep coming back with you over and over and over. And this is another thing to remember. People will come at their major question, and once they feel like you know, wow, you're good, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? That's okay. As long as you're not abusing yourself, you know, I blocked off an hour. Okay. And if you're going an hour and a half, you've got to make a judgment call. Are you going to eat that hour or are you going to say, hey, look, I've only blocked off an hour and I've really done my job here. Um, if you want to go another hour, you're going to have to give a little something to mommy. So a little bit off topic, but it kind of fits in. So are we clear on this so far? Yep. So all of this painful step-by-step -step details with examples and diagrams, it's in advanced tarot secrets. Uh, I forgot what page it is. But the overview is we can verify the present, we can verify the past, we can't verify the future. So what we do is we verify the past and the present. Did we get a yellow light? Ooh, if you get a yellow light, you could be off slightly. Sometimes your, your radar is a little off or, or you're phrasing it not quite right and it's not what your client wants to hear. Proceed cautiously. If you get a red light, you know what? You throw up your hands and say, eh, yeah. I screwed up. Mia culpa. Or if you want to say, my bad. Do <laughs> not hesitate to shuffle it up, start all over again and again. This time you go, Rrr. Okay, and you verify everything you know with your client as you're shuffling, as you're talking, you're like, and inside your head, you're like, hey, stop embarrassing me, guys. You know, whoever you're talking to, gods and the fairies and whatever, the angels, God, whatever you, want, whatever you want to call it. And you say, um, and you redouble, you say, I am asking this. You know what? I'm going to write it down. What is going on with her career? What do you do again? Okay, it's not that. And what company? Uh huh. So, hey, Earth to God, what the hell is going on here? You know, <laughs> it's okay to demand answers at that point. Um, very rarely do I have a spread that doesn't work, but it does happen. And when it does, I have to swallow my pride or spit it out or somehow get it from, you know, it's it's standing up in front of me saying, no, no, I'm Dusty White, I'm Dusty White. Don't you know who I am? And I'm like, you, you get the hell out of here. So I have to move it off to the side and go, okay. And I shovel it up and I found that my second spread, you know, when on the occasions when my first spread doesn't work, the second spread, it, it's like not only good, it's like the, the sky opened up and like this shaft of light comes down. It's like, oh, a little angel singing, yeah. It's, it's so, it works so well. I've sometimes wondered why I even do readings. I should like, uh, like you come to me and like, give me a reading. Oh, yeah, here, floppity, floppity, flop. Here's some cards, blah, blah, blah. Okay, oh, look how dumb I am. Just so I can get to the second reading, which is going to be fantastic. <laughs> so, I mean, it works so well. I just want to do a fake first reading just to get out of the way so I can get to the good stuff. But fortunately, uh, it, it is, I, I guess fortunately, I don't mean to brag, but fortunately, uh, my first spread is usually, you know, I, usually, now I'm being modest, um, it, it's, it's predictably spot on. Um, so if your first reading isn't right, know that your second reading will. Here's a couple of things that verifying a spread will help you with. I'm of the assumption, I've been in my mind, that all of my clients are pristine, uptight, 
Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or nuns or priests, you know, the good ones, you know, um, policemen, firemen, and, and uh, some, you know, uh, stereotypical female occupation, that nurse, doctor, you know, it's, it's like upstanding and moral. I want to believe my clients can walk on water, that they're the nicest people in the world. However, when you read for a number of people, the law of averages will come to pass and you'll read for some people who aren't very nice. Or maybe they are, but they're, they want revenge on someone. Or they're trying to have an affair with someone, which i not any of my business to say either way, but at least as I understand, if you are married and having an affair, that's supposed to be a very bad thing. So you'll have people come to you that are trying to do some type of nefarious activity. Well, when you verify your spread, all of that comes out. So if your client is up, you're up to no good, uh, this will come out and your client will either have to lie or have to go dastardly, drat, you caught me. This is the beauty about verifying a spread. Sometimes your clients will lie to you and Oh my God, Dusty White said that clients lie. Well, you know, sometimes they do. It's like people. This protects you. Let's say I came into you and I said, I just won a million dollars. What should I do with it? You're going to take me at face value. You're going to read and the cards are coming out all screwed up. And they say, hey, you're going to be in the poorhouse. And they well, that doesn't make any sense. You just won a million dollars. Um, your cards are, are it's, it's going to be like, you. sometimes you actually leave shuffling it and it feels like your cards are fighting you. It's it's nature trying to, stupid squeaky chair, sorry, I'm, in the background everybody, sorry about the production values, I got squeaky chair every day. In the, um, I always have squeaky chair. Your cards will sometimes feel like they're fighting you. Does that make any sense while you're shuffling them-ish? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. If you I've feel had that, that, yeah. If you feel that, set the cards down for a moment, shake your hands. You know what? Do do whatever you need to. Get a cup of coffee. If you smoke, smoke, whatever. But clear your mind real quick from that. Like, get out of the situation. Almost like it's in an argument. You know what? Let me just walk over here and breathe so I can come back with a clear mind. Um, it doesn't have to be long. It can be five seconds, even 30 seconds. Uh, come back, and even if it's just mentally, you know, I can't leave. Well, leave mentally and come back and reaffirm with your client. Wait, this is what I'm asking. And again, just like the, as if the spread didn't come out properly at all. Um, you will often find when that is the case that your client is telling you their side of the story or that they're lying or, oh, I was trying to test you. You know what? It happens. There's jerks out there. That's the bottom line. And there's people that are afraid of what you might know because they've been programmed to think that you're some kind of almighty mystic who can see through them. Um, yeah. This is just the reality of life. Um, it is fun for horror movie directors to when they need a, like a cheap plot point to throw in a psychic. Like, oh, the mystical tarot reader said that you're going to be attacked by werewolves. Okay. So now the public's opinion in the back of their mind is, oh, mystic tarot readers know all. 
And this is why people come to you and say, oh, you just tell me anything. Or you're the psychic, you should know. Now, hopefully you'll never get that. But understand that not all of your readers, all, not all of your clients are polypristine. Prissy, polypristine, who are, well, sometimes they could be pernicious. There's another P. Um, so accept people as they are. Hopefully you get nothing but good clients. But if your spidey sense goes off, you start smelling, I smell a lie. Um, then don't be afraid to confront them gently or ask them, or if you want, be direct. And especially when you see that as you're verifying the spread, um, very rarely you will get somebody who does say, nope, 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 you're a fraud, this is all wrong. And then they'll turn around in the next breath and tell you exactly what you said using their own words, as if you never said it. And, and that's when you start pulling your hair out and going, I wish I was taping this because just I had it. So I want to prepare you for the eventuality that eh, sometimes you get. Um, when that happens, it's not you, it's them. Will you have good days and bad days? Mm, probably, all of us do. Verifying a spread cuts through all the crap. It makes your readings more accurate, more detailed. It lets you catch people when they do lie. And this is assuming that everybody who listens is not going to lie, is not going to pull any tricks because that's just unacceptable. Um, so it, this one little technique is kind of a catch-all um, fixer of a lot of problems. Does that make sense? Yep. Are you good with that? Do you have any questions on this? So if somebody is lying, um, then it won't match up with the cards I'm trying to verify. So do you yes. only cast out maybe three or four spreads, and if it doesn't match, you just call it that they're lying, or is that part of the pre-spread uh, trying to get well, the background? Again, now that goes into something that I'd love to talk about, but it would take you know an hour and a half to explain. But mm -hmm. I will I will give you this, the, the second part, the pre-spread and all that stuff. But... Um, I would not do more than two spreads for someone. Uh, I have had to refund three people's money in the last two years uh, by my own choice. I've never had anybody say, you suck, I want my money back. But three times over the last two years, I just couldn't get a handle on that person. They were pleasant. I was pleasant. Uh, we seemed to be friendly to each other. But I didn't feel that I was reading them. I didn't feel like I was getting the right answers. Uh, if I had 100% accuracy, I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and my clients will have to detail everything out. But, I mean, you know, let's just say, oh, crazy, wow, 100% accuracy, never wrong. Um, it's still possible that there's some people I would not be able to connect with. Maybe I ate something. Maybe I didn't get enough sleep. Maybe... Maybe, maybe, maybe. Maybe it's them. Um, maybe, you know, sometimes sometimes you just meet people you just can't communicate with or you just can't get along with. Um, okay. So, if I do two spreads and nothing's working, I just shove the money back over. I say, here is the name and number of somebody I could recommend. Take what I said with a grain of salt. If it turns out that I was right, and, and all of this is just like 
something weird in the air or you don't like what I said. But you know what? If it kind of turns out that I was right all along, do me a favor. Just drop me a line. You don't have to say, oh, you're right. Just, just say, hey, you know, you're right on those things. Because I'd like to know because now it sticks in my mind. What's going on? What's going on? But I would rather take the high road and just say, I always want to tell my client, it's, it's, it's not you, it's me. Um, I would rather take the blame for a bad reading and I live with a clear conscience because I'll forget about it or, or it'll nag in my head and I'll go, what did I do wrong? Because I want to be better. Um, sometimes uh, when I give a reading that I'm feeling 80, 90% on, but I've got questions about, the clients will come back to me later and say, oh, and blah, blah, blah. And they'll fill in gaps that makes perfect sense. I should have said it this way. I should have, you know, done this. Or there was no way I could have known this and it fits into place now. Well, that's how you get better. And that's the advantage I have is having read for people over time and learned from, you know, from feedback, positive and negative, um, how to fine tune so I can give much more accurate information and give better information. Um, so the short version to answer your question, since I'm blah, blah, yeah, blah, 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 is uh, if it's not working by the second spread, I say call it a day. Don't charge them. Uh, you don't owe them any money. I mean, you just spent 10, 20, 30, 40 minutes of your time that you're giving them for free. Uh, so it's not like you owe them money, but uh, I would say just give them back their money, you know, kick yourself in the butt or go kick a can uh, and then just get over it uh, and move on. That should only happen extremely rarely, but I want you to have a lily white, pristine reputation where you can say, if I don't feel I've given you the, you know, good, solid reading with the most accurate information I can, I won't take your money. That's not like saying, I'm 100% right at all times, otherwise you'll get your money back. But it's a truthful way to instill uh, confidence in your clients because you're saying, I have a moral and ethical standard that I live to. Yes, you're paying me for my time. But if at the end of the day I feel like, oh, I just wasted your time, then I'll eat it. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So, kind of a convoluted answer, but that's that's how I'd answer it. Um, earlier on, not in the, not in the podcast, but uh, you'd mentioned something, because uh, we had a little conversation ahead of time just to see what you wanted to talk about. And didn't you say something about follow-up cards or opening up cards yes okay what was it you wanted to know please um i was just wondering how you decide when you should open more cards to explain your spread and when um when you shouldn't i guess that's a great question it is really tempting especially with a one card spread or a three card spread to what does this card mean i want to open it up so i get more information um 
Sorry, everybody. Opening up cards is in the easiest way to learn the tarot ever. And in Advanced Tarot Secrets, I delineate the difference between opening up cards, clarification cards, aspecting cards, the hero and sidekick, the equal cards. So, again, I'm just going to assume that you guys have that. Um, so, or, or if you don't, you probably can figure out what opening up a card is. Um, I would not open up a card or do any aspecting cards uh, until the spread was verified, unless it was a significator, in which case it's okay to aspect. Um, but opening up a card uh, or clarifying a card, two different processes, um, or expansion cards, you know, and then, and then, and then, I wouldn't do that until I went all the way through the reading and the client said, wow, this is good. And they want more information on something. Well, what do you mean my boss is putting pressure on me? Well, well, what does he get out of it? You know, and then you can go, mm, which card? Ah, we're referring to this position. Or these two cards working together. Remember, um, oh, I haven't taught you uh, hidden spreads yet, so we won't go into that. But between hidden spreads or, or cards working together or blended cards or cards that are opposing each other or, or just, let's say, an individual card, you know, especially especially on cards like the outcome. It's like, well, I got a major arcana. I got a trump card at the end. Ah, you know, nothing's worse sometimes. Nothing's worse sometimes. That's a qualification. than getting a trump card at the very end. You know, uh, the sun and you live happily ever after. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, can I have a little more detail? Well, it's the sun. It's like, it's not going to rain. <laughs> no, it's not what we get paid for, right? So, whether or not it's a trump card. But but saying it's a trump card at the at the end of the at the end of the rainbow at the end of the spread, just as an example, you know, where's my where's my uh, career going? And the last card is the sun card, and you're gonna live happily ever after. <laughs> no, I mean, am I gonna be CEO? Am I gonna break out of my own? Whatever. Um, that would be assuming everything else has been great. You've got it. You've given a good reading. Your client's like, yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna change your name. Ish, ish. Um, your client is, is moderately to extremely happy with you, but you still nagging questions. Um, you and now, first off, we're talking nagging questions about the matter at hand. In this case, the sun card in card position ten. In that case, you can clarify it, or you can open it up. Now, you got to shuffle before you do either one. You don't just take the top cards out of the deck because those weren't part of the original agreement that you had when you asked uh, the spirit guides to, you know, give you cards. You, you're talking about 10 cards. The next cards off the deck are random. Matter of fact, the next 68 cards are random. Uh, 67 if you use the single significator. Um, you have, now you have a brand new question. So shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. I'm asking about this card. Now you have your your card position 10, for example, is a significator. Like, okay, I'm looking at this. I know what it implies. I want to know more information. Shuffle, shuffle, ding. Oh, okay. Blip, blip, blip. Clarify card. I mean, opening up a card or blip. Clarify card. Um, but whether you clarify or, or open up the card, um, that card or cards is going to deal exclusively with that card that you opened up. <clears throat> In this case, card position 10 or the sun card. 
So what I don't want you to do is you're going through a reading and you're like, this card doesn't make any sense. I know, I'll open it up. <laughs> card one doesn't make any sense. Oh, I better open it up. Yes, I've done this before. I was 12 at the time. Actually, I wasn't. I was like 28. It's pretty bad. Um, I'd been doing it for several, well, several years, over a decade and some change. Um, don't, don't rush to judgment. Don't rush to opening up a card. Save that as a last resort. Because that way, the more information you have, when the card come when the cards come up that you're clarifying or opening with, the more they will make sense and the more detailed and accurate information you can give your clients. So don't open up or clarify cards in the middle of the spread. Uh, do it after you said, "Man, I'm good to go," and but you're like, "Hmm, I just want some more information." And even if your client isn't isn't asking questions, like, "I don't feel that I've answered your question," or "I think there's still." information out there that I'm just not seeing and and that's when you're going to clarify certain things because you want to really give your clients marching orders you want to say here is everything that's going on you could follow this roadmap and you always tell them hey you know take it with a grain of salt but because you don't want the responsibility of them making decisions based on what you said you want to write or you want to give them advice and information and what they do with it is their own business but you don't come in like you are some almighty person who knows everything and get yourself in trouble by dictating their every action you know what I mean mm -hmm. so giving you a little bit of a you know in the middle of instruction I'm also giving you a couple of caveats just to you know, <laughs> save yourself a lot of hassle now um, expansion cards uh, and then well that's pretty that's pretty straightforward um, you can do expansion cards pretty much on almost every card of the spread you can uh, depending on how you flavor your questions. So your client says, well, that's really good. Uh, and then what? And you get married and happily ever after. Well, how many kids am I going to have? Well, it's <laughs> going to last. Well, uh, his, his mother-in-law going to like me. Um, so as you go on with that, then that's where you can throw expansion cards out against the rules always apply. Every new question demands a shuffle. Uh, you don't have to spin the deck. You don't have to reset the deck. You can if you want to, but that's we're getting kind of neurotic. Uh, generally speaking, if you're going to spin the deck, that should happen uh, at the beginning. You know, when you're when you're psychically bonding with your client, as you're shuffling, as you're asking them what they want to know, as you're shuffling the information to the card. That would be cards. That would be the time to do it. Once per client should do it, unless you absolutely have to tear the spread down because you've answered everything and they're like, okay, I want to ask you about something completely different. Then, you know, you take your cards down. You may want to spin them to get new cards proper and reversed based on what they're asking about. Now, it's a great way to clear the deck. Um, I think that's it. Uh, okay. What else do you want to know? Oh, I mean, that's good for the verifying well, let's knock it off. We, um, we're supposed to go half an hour, but we went a full hour. Lots of information. Uh, mm -hmm. I hope everybody enjoyed it listening here. Uh, look, it's not a sales pitch, but uh, if you don't have a copy of The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever and Advanced Tarot Secrets, you're really hurting yourself. 
Um, if you have any questions, you can email me. Once you have those books, you're welcome to join my forums. Once you have those books, uh, you are open up to a whole new world of support. Um, Ish, thank you for uh, making time today. We will do your regularly scheduled lesson tomorrow. Um, anything real short before we go? Any last-minute questions just to make sure we're clear? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good for now. All right. Yeah. Everybody, thanks for being here. Uh, stop by Easy Tarot Lessons if you haven't. Sign up for our free lessons. But the fact that you're listening to the podcast hopefully means that you have. Um, all right. Have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, right, thanks. Bye.